0: Cecil's Delicatessen and Restaurant. That's what you're going to hear about on today's episode of Scouting the Cities. One of the first places I ever went to in Minnesota. I kind of tell the story in this episode a little bit, but me and my dad stopped in there because, you know, we love a good hole in the wall, good family joint. Mom and pop shop is what my dad likes to call it. Not the shop, just mom and pop. You know, he he likes to say that. And Cecil's has got that down to a T. Family owned, you know, you walk in there and hear someone yelling in the back because their cousin's five minutes late. Of course, no, you'd you'd never hear that at Cecil's. But, you know, it's one of those family owned places. You got to love it. And Cecil's, you know, when I first went there, got a just beautiful sandwich. Um, They all have names. I can't remember what mine was. It's like the Linda or something like that. You know, it's a huge menu. You got different meats, different breads, different sauces, the whole nine. Opened since 1949, the owner now, Sheila Leventhal, the daughter of Cecil. Cecil and Faye Glickman, the original founders of, of the place before Sheila and her husband purchased the restaurant, which you'll hear about in this episode. But you know, when, when Cecil's opened in 1949, which a long time ago, there were about 12 delis around. Now, there's just one. Whose is it? It's Cecil's because it's the best. It it just is. You know, I I go to school for journalism or, you know, journalism and digital media. media. And they always tell me about non-biased reporting. I'm going to be biased. It's my podcast. It has my name on it. I mean, I've already tossed that one out the window. You know, what are we, nine episodes? And this place just rocks. It's so good. I remember, I think it was... I think it was before it became wintertime. It was warm outside nonetheless. I, I'm skateboarding and all of a sudden I get in my head, God, Cecil's cookie, man, Cecil's cookie. That, that would slap right now. It would, do, it would taste real good. So I do the mile and a half, two mile skateboard ride, longboard ride, and go get myself a cookie. Now that you know, might not sound like a lot, but a guy like me, all the potholes around and all, you know, like you guys know how it is in Minnesota. So I get myself a cookie, and that that just speaks to everything. You know, I get my bread at Cecil's. I get my my salami and cheese at Cecil's because, you know, I like good sandwich, good sandwiches. So um, I'm gonna spend that little extra dime for some good food. Um, and it really isn't even that much more expensive at Cecil's, and you know, with how much they give you, and it's just better. Like I like I don't know. Like, are you gonna have a smile on your face during the day or, or not? Like, I feel like that's kind of what it is for me. I love Cecil's and I loved this interview. I mean, you just hear all the history. When you walk by a restaurant, you pass by a restaurant, you see there's so much history in Cecil's is just that to a T. I mean, you can tell just from looking at it, from the logo to just how it looks on the inside with the the tile flooring, you know. And when you get into the restaurant part, there's there's pictures on the wall telling the history, you know. Um, and, and I'm so happy that I got to hear about this history, and I'm so happy that uh, Sheila was able to come down. Special thanks to her daughter, Becca, for helping set that all up and learn about this history because it's rich, and it's beautiful, and it's awesome. Without further ado, it's Cecil's Delicatessen and Restaurant. Hear from Sheila and myself on Scouting the Cities right now. So, Sheila Laventhal is at... Leventhal. Leventhal, okay. Yeah. Sheila Leventhal, the owner of Cecil's. So family-run business right. since 1949. I will tell you, I um, Cecil's is one of the first places I ever went to in Minnesota. Um, to, to really? Went to eat, yeah, went to eat. So I came and toured with my dad, St. Thomas. Yes. Um And we love like a good hole in the wall, and I think my mom found it on Yelp. <laughs> and so she knew like, this is the spot for you guys. And we love it. So, and, but, and every time my dad or my mom comes, we go, we go there, and I'm bring bring whoever comes and visits as well. So, Cecil's great food and everything. Um, so, you start off in 1949, or not you, your 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 parents? Go ahead.
1: They brought me to work with them.
0: They brought you to work, yeah.
1: Yes, they did, and I had a pack eggs. In those days, the eggs came in a crate. They still come in a crate, you know, if you're in a restaurant. And I had to pack them in the little things because we always sold eggs and butter and milk.
0: So how old were you when... Eight. Eight years old. Wow. So what was that like, going to work every day?
1: It wasn't every day. I have no memory other than maybe, I think it's what they told me. I don't remember. What I remember is when... I got a little bit older, and my sisters and I, well, the youngest one wasn't around yet, but my sister and I were like two and a half years apart, and my mom would, in the back of the store, there was the storage area, and uh, she had a little two-burner, and she would cook potatoes and eggs for potato salad. And my sister and I would sit on these wooden pop crates, and we'd peel potatoes, you know, into mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's a memory I do have.
0: Yeah. Do you ever like, or I guess maybe not anymore, but when when you got a little bit older, did you ever have those like memories like come back out of the back of your brain, like, oh my God, when I was thirteen years old?
1: <laughs> well. It's interesting. I can see myself at 13 dusting the shelves with a feather duster. Mm -hmm. I can visualize that, but I don't really remember it. Um, I don't remember waiting on customers, but I did. There is a picture in the store from 1956, and I'm kind of in a corner by the meat slicer, and the cigars are on the counter mm-hmm. kind of in front of me, which is a whole different – that was a whole different time. You know, we sold cigarettes behind the counter. We sold mm-hmm. cigars. My dad used to sit at the counter and wait on customers with the
0: cigar. Yeah, yeah. Puff it on one. Yeah, I mean
1: – who does that anymore who even smokes inside anymore it just you know it's not anything that we yeah. would do oh
0: yeah, yeah. So, well now so Cecil's now is in the front kind of like a, it, in the front it's the deli right. and then in the back the restaurant right so then I guess how did it start off it was a small um,
1: my father had when he was younger Uh, The Jewish community came from the lower west side of St. Paul, across the river, and kind of settled in the Selbydale area, and there were a lot of um, butcher shops and little delis on Selby, and my father worked for his aunt, who who had a little deli, and um, that's where he kind of got started, but he was also an artist. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't know the exact timing of anything, but I think he was working there before he went in the service, and then he went into the Navy and came out, and he was, um, painting, doing drawings and stuff, and then realized he had two little ones, and he was not going to be able to support them as an artist, so, um, He got a job that was in the Highland Village Strip, you know, where um, Panera is. Mm -hmm. So that whole strip, um, there was a a deli there, and I have no idea what the name was. I'd have to go to the Historical Society to Mm -hmm. find out what the name of that was. And he worked there. And there were many people that thought that was his place. You know, and then they thought then he moved it over to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. But that was not true. There was a fire in the shopping center. And he was left with nothing. He had to, he had to do something. And this little grocery store, which actually was built in 1948, um, I don't know how it came to be, but he and my mother bought it. And he wanted to make a Jewish deli out of it. It was just a grocery store. In my memory, it was really old. In 1949, <laughs> yeah. it was super old. I had no idea. And th- next to it, on one side where the parking lot is mm-hmm. was an empty lot with billboards. On the other side was woods. And my sisters and I, we, we you know, you could walk through the yeah, woods yeah. where the two apartment buildings are. So these are memories. These are the kinds of memories I have. All right. So they had the dolly. It was doing well. And I got married, Um, my father said to my husband, you know, you're marrying my daughter, maybe someday, you know, you'll be in the business, blah, blah, blah. To my husband, that was everything, because he graduated from the University of Minnesota, it took a long time, because he always worked. Through school. When he graduated, we had two children and we were buying our first house. (laughs) And that was in 1964. And um, my parents decided that the business was not big enough to support two families. Meanwhile, David had worked there for a while. Mm -hmm. um, And they decided to build a restaurant. And in doing so, They also decided they wanted to bake their own bread. So they partnered with a um, Baldinger Bakery, which is still in existence today, but they don't do the same thing. They do... I don't know what they do besides... They do a lot of stuff, but... Their
0: big thing is
1: McDonald's buns.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, my Lord. Right. So and you they, guys were like first on them.
1: <laughs> we, we did that first. Mm-hmm. They would bring, so, and we had this huge oven. My husband went to Dunwoody to learn how to bake. And I think it was a two-year program. So he learned everything there was to learn. And then he went, then he was a baker for a long time. You know, oh, wow. so we would get, we don't, never had enough room to make the product, but Baldinger would bring us daily the raw product, the raw farmed breads, and we would proof them and bake them. Oh, wow. So we always had fresh bread.
0: That's, that's amazing. Yeah. So and then, bagels. So then did you, so the restaurant part, was that built onto it, onto the, the
1: building? was built exactly where it is today. The oven Mm -hmm. is exactly where, it's a different oven, but it's exactly where it was in the back. Yeah. And in the back is where we do all our prep work. You know, we Mm -hmm. make potato salad and coleslaw. And um, my mother, in creating the restaurant, felt that she could be the host, the cashier, the cook, and the waitress. And that's what she did in the beginning. And eventually she hired people that worked for her and did, you know, cooked. Um, It must have been terrible for her. (laughs) Running all around. I was not, I was helping out, but more involved in raising my family and having a few more kids and stuff like that. Yeah. But that must have been terrible. Oh my God, I couldn't imagine. imagine. (laughs) I mean,
0: I've, I worked at a restaurant growing up and. I, you know, I was, I started off as the bus boy, right? You know, like 14 or or whatever. Yeah, Um, yeah, I worked at an Italian restaurant with, you know, the Italian family kind of, I guess, you know, it's like the family place. So yeah, um, yeah, running around bussing tables. And then like, as I got older, I started bussing, waiting, hosting. (laughs) And I was like, damn, boss, like, Mario, you're going to have to pay me a little bit more, (laughs) you know, like, but doing the whole thing, cooking and everything, that's unbelievable. Yeah.
1: And she did. And, and, um, and it was really hard. It was very hard for her. But uh, we had some of the employees that they um, hired, and my husband did some of the hiring. Some of those employees stayed for many, many years, Mm -hmm. well into their 70s and 80s. We had a woman that was making blintzes for us to sell and to serve Mm -hmm. in the restaurant. She was also making potato knishes. What what ended up happening is her arthritis was she worked till she was ninety two yeah. oh my Lord. and her arthritis was so bad that it was we did a time study mm-hmm. I didn't do it I think my husband did and it was costing like sixty cents a blitz to make it and we were selling them for I mean, there was no profit yeah. whatsoever yeah yeah so. Eventually, we had to stop doing that, yeah, yeah, and we brought the product in uh-huh they were so, yeah
0: so the 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 start of Cecil's i guess is the is the meats, right from Chicago, yes, so it yeah. started off selling the meats i guess how did 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 um your father just get all that knowledge from working at the other his I think aunt's so and, yeah
1: yeah, and I think it, a lot of it was uh live and learn, you mm-hmm. know um. So, in those days, when they opened the restaurant, it was strictly kosher. Now, we had dairy and meat, but that's a Minnesota thing. Mm-hmm. We had only kosher meat, and, but we also sold dairy. And out East, you can't do... There's no such yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? no, it's yeah, that's no... Uh-huh, yeah, meat or dairy. Yeah, but... Um, My mother was obstinate. She would not put that Reuben on the menu. People wanted a Reuben, Mm -hmm. and she wouldn't put it on because it was mixing dairy and meat. When she finally gave in and she created this Reuben that nobody else in the country has, Mm -hmm. The, the sauce that she used for the sauerkraut, nobody. You could go anywhere in the country, and you could not get a Reuben like that. Rubens typically around the country are with Thousand Island dressing, so we have that too. And for a long time, we only had one And Now I think we have five mm-hmm. different ones.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what like I, I that's one of the ones y'all are famous for, right? The Reuben. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I talked to someone today. I told him I was talking to you, and yeah. they said, "Oh, I love their Reuben." Yes, <laughs> it's and, funny you know, bring that up.
1: <laughs> on Friday, I was there on Friday. I work for a couple of hours. It's way too stressful for me. I'm I'm too old to handle. Yeah. I come away after two hours and I'm like wiped. I'm <laughs> like just I just want. I I met some friends on Saturday and we not Saturday. We always mean on Saturday. I started working out with these people in 1986, and I still meet them for coffee on Saturday. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, They're a little bit younger than I am. Yeah. They're still working out. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I I did it on Sunday this time, and I'm driving to meet them, and I thought, and I'm not a drinker, and I thought, God, I wish we were doing wine instead (laughs) of coffee because I was so, like, uh, revved up and um, stressed, and mm-hmm. everything. It was, it was extremely stressful. Um, Sunday morning, and I was only there for a couple of hours, yeah. but it was wild. You well, know? y'all get packed. We do, and it wasn't so much. And we we had a, a substantial amount of business. And the reason I'm going in on Sunday mornings is because my. 14-year-old granddaughter is waiting tables for an hour and a half, and I feel that I should at least support her, answer the phone. You cannot do both. Mm -hmm. You can't, you know, and we do have many people that work for us, but English is not their first language, and it's difficult to answer the phone and write up an order. There are some that can, but some that can't. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so I come in and I do that. But so she and I are kind of like a team then yeah. and, and it's nice.
0: You get a little bond going too. Right. I'm I mean, sure that's yes, fun.
1: Right. And then her cousins come at about eleven and they take over it. So then yeah, I'm yeah. free to go. But yeah. That's yeah.
0: awesome that it's all the family coming in and everything.
1: Yes. I in fact I said to my son this morning, he called up and he said, um, this one called in sick. Um I, I don't know. It left one cook. She, I probably shouldn't say this. <laughs> she wouldn't cook with somebody that was already there. So we would called somebody to come in. Uh, we were just short in every area, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of orders. So, um, so it was. I said, fine, I'm dressed, I'm going to go in, I'll, I'll call another cook, I'll, I'll have somebody go and get them, yeah. everything will be fine. And I said to him, you know, if if this was not, if we didn't have our family, in fact, I mentioned her daughter, I said, mm. you know, I would call Ivana, but I think she starts a new job this morning, so she's not going to be available Um Anyway, I said, you know what? If we didn't have family, we wouldn't be in business today. Yeah, because that's what kills so many restaurants. Because they, when this happens, when this one doesn't show up and that one doesn't show up, and and you've got, you still have to take care of your customers. You know, it, it's a good thing. That we have yeah, right. fun family. Yeah, no, know.
0: that's I mean, I I've seen the same thing. Oh, growing if you up. started yeah, in at the in,
1: in an Italian restaurant that's family yeah
0: oh my lord yeah. oh it's it's um you know mario calling michael calling me a right. you know and then and then you know as i started to work you know years and years you know i was starting to call scout you know i get the calls every you know right. when when people are short um and i still get the calls i'm like i'm in minnesota now <laughs> like it's been three years you know right. this like i'm not coming in <laughs>
1: you're gonna love this when i tell you this So I am in Arizona for seven days. So there's a two-hour time difference. One of the guys was baking because somebody, the regular baker on the weekend, was gone for like a month. So this guy, he walked over to our house and stood outside the house at 6.30 in the morning and called me. I am in Arizona. Mm -hmm. It is 4.30 in the morning. My phone is right by my bed and... And he calls me, and I said, I'm not going to use his name. I said, do you not realize that I'm in Arizona? It's only 4.30 in the morning. I really can't help you. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. I'm going to call Brad, and he'll come and let you in. So then I called my son. Okay, a few weeks later. And I had not gone away for for Mm -hmm. a very long time. So it was a few weeks later, and I'm in Palm Springs. And it is five thirty in the morning and I get was it a call? <laughs> was that a text? Whatever it was, it got me going. And I ended up getting I got four texts in a period of twenty minutes. Uh-huh. At that time at you know, five thirty in the morning, well forget it, you know, I wasn't yeah. gonna fall back to sleep. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they you know, life goes on, especially mm-hmm. when you have a cell phone.
0: Oh, right! You know you're Makes here. it so much easier to <laughs> to everyone to bug you, right? But
1: that's so funny yeah. that they call you. Oh yeah, uh-huh. take yeah. care. Of- yeah,
0: that's how it goes. That's well, just good. how it is. You know.
1: Obviously, you were a very good employee. <laughs> I tried my luck. best. I tried my best. Right. Um I'm sure.
0: So, yeah. so, um, I guess when did you start getting into the business more so, like uh, you start taking a, a heavier hand in it.
1: Okay. Um, I still helped out when my kids were growing up, um, but it wa- I wasn't there regularly. And in 1980, my husband and I bought the business for my parents, and they just left. they walked out the door, and my mother never I don't remember her coming back going inside that store
0: for at least three months. Wow. After like 31 years, right? About?
1: Well, I don't know. They were not, no, they, 49 to 1980, 31. Mm -hmm. Becca's saying, yes, 31. So, so, you know, that was it. You know, we're on. And before that, my husband and I had been looking around to open a second location mm-hmm. around the Twin Cities. And my father said, if you do that, you'll never have this. So we simmered down and we purchased a business from him in 1980. And then we went about <laughs> to look for another spot. And we opened at City Center the last week of 1984. Mm-hmm. and i don't know if you're at all familiar with city center because no. it's enough it's just offices right now it was a three level shopping mall indoor shopping mall like the first of its kind in a downtown area uh-huh. and it was connected by the skyway and we had a full service hundred seat restaurant on the <laughs> on the third floor not the skyway level <laughs> the third floor And um, there was McDonald's. There were several places Mm -hmm. there. There was a Sabaro's back door was right by our front door. And we were busy. And the reason we were busy was because the young Jewish guys that grew up in Highland grew up with Cecil's. Mm -hmm. They all were like stockbrokers or lawyers. And they were in downtown Minneapolis. That's where their offices were. And they basically made our business. So, and why not get, get some right, good food, right? <laughs> right. So, we were there for 13 years, and mm. it was I can't say the word. Right. <laughs> it was very difficult. I likened it to I would leave in the morning after the baker gave me the onion rolls and Kaiser rolls, and I would run downtown. And we would do our stuff, and then I come back at three o'clock, and it was like coming home after leaving my four kids with the babysitter, and the babysitter was sleeping. It was like yeah. a mess. Yeah. It was, you know, everything was a disaster.
0: Well, I'm so, sure you were up so early, right? You, eh,
1: you know, yeah. I mean, I was. I'm always like at six thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. but you know that business. It, it, See, CISO's doesn't open until 9 o'clock. Okay. We do, we do, we have prep and we bake and stuff like that, but yeah. um, the restaurant opens at 9 o'clock the deli, and so does the deli. Uh, and it's that way every day of the year. The yeah. only day the restaurant is closed is on Thanksgiving. Oh, really? Yep. The only, that is the only day.
0: Why? Why is that? Is that...
1: Um. I think it's just kind of to give us a day of rest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, is that just how it's always been? Open 364 days?
1: Well, not really. In the old days when my parents owned the business, um, my parents, they used to close on Friday night mm-hmm. uh, for Shabbat, and, but they were open on Saturday. They were also closed on Mondays. I don't know if the deli was closed on Monday. No, it wasn't, but the restaurant was The restaurant was closed on Mondays. <laughs> and then my parents took a long trip one year, and when they came back, David and the young guy that was managing the restaurant at that time decided that we were going to be open every day. Yeah, they were probably a little upset, but you know, we made it work, and well, that's the way it is. We're open. We were not open on Christmas Day, and in nineteen ninety four I was, um, I was back from City Center. It was Christmas Eve day, and I said to my son, Brad, you know, why don't we open tomorrow? I'll cook, or you can cook, and I'll wait tables. It'll be fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, it was like we were never closed. We were mobbed. Oh, yeah, because yes. you're
0: the only one open.
1: Right, and we, I mean, it was t- Terrible! It was just terrible, but we made it work after yeah, that. Yeah, after yeah. that, you know, it, it once we did, then it. then you realize, yeah, yeah. What once you need. we did it, then then we had staff that worked, and mm-hmm. we had enough Jewish employees in those days yeah. to make that work. So, yeah, that was all. We did was put a few posters around the store. Mm-hmm. I mean, no notice yeah, whatsoever, yeah. and that was it. Oh yeah.
0: my lord! Yeah. So, um. You mentioned this, like, Jewish community in Highland Park and, yeah. and how that kind of built the business in Minneapolis as well. Right. I mean, I guess... How did, where how did they go? Yeah, or like, what is it like now? Yeah, like... It's very different. Mm-hmm. But it was a big Jewish Catholic
1: community. But just like they moved from the West Side to the Selby Dale, they eventually made their way up to Highland. Mm-hmm. And... In fact, there wasn't even a Highland High School when I was in high school. Oh wow! Yeah, they built that. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. Anyway, um, they moved on. They moved across the river to Mendota, or they moved to Minneapolis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there is still. I mean, the thing is, who's really left for people to go to? So yeah. they make the trip from Minneapolis and we have we do a lot of deliveries if there's trays um if somebody has an event um even like for bar mitzvahs or brisses or mm-hmm. you know they call we deliver or they pick up or for um after funerals you know they all live in Minneapolis Minnetonka yeah
0: you know yeah. Maple Grove so so was the Jewish community Pretty large that is it is it I guess i don't know anything about well, it
1: well, yeah, I think Minneapolis always had a larger Jewish mm-hmm. community, but yeah, it was i mean the our, my synagogue um you know Temple of Aaron was built in fifty six well it opened in fifty six I was the first confirmation class of, wow. of the new synagogue, mm-hmm. and it was substantial, so that's and they filled up. They had two services oh, for yeah. high holidays. They had two, you know, they had a morning. They had two morning services, one early and then a later one. And that went on for years. And I can't even, I can't even go into the history of that because I'm too old to remember everything that's gone on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so much, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: so and we've, we've had a big turnover in yeah. our clergy. Yeah, very different.
0: So now, what is the large part of the Cecil's business? Is it because there's so much? I mean, like I guess they all kind of balance out, right? Yeah.
1: Well, a lot of catering, a lot of box lunches. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you would call that catering um, trays and box lunches every day, and then you've got the restaurant customer. It's very difficult. It I don't know. If we will ever learn, when you say balance, mm-hmm. I don't know if i will ever learn to balance. You know, here you've got, like this morning, they're busy doing all the stuff for deliveries, and then the restaurant starts to fill up. Mm-hmm. And then people start coming in for takeout. And uh, it's difficult to oh. keep everybody happy.
0: Oh, I'm sure. But
1: I've got some really, go- I've got some really good people.
0: Yeah, so we it, have
1: some really good people.
0: Yeah, so now it's it's. I guess your is it your kids in the restaurant now or?
1: Well, they we're kind of we kind of share. My sons oh. are basically running things, but um, as I say, it always took four people to run that business, mm-hmm. and it's very difficult for two people to do it alone. So, you know. We're
0: there. You, may, you make do. We make do. <laughs> and it's nice yeah. that it's the family, too. Yep. Um, So, the Cecil's menu is pretty large. There's yep. a lot on there. Yeah. Um, I guess you said your mother was the original creator. Yes. yes. When she created it, why, did she start off throwing everything like that's how it was, or...
1: Actually, it's interesting because there are some sandwiches that were originals that are still on the menu, Mm -hmm. but the menu was only this big. Yeah. (laughs) It was very little. And that included the drinks and desserts. Mm -hmm. And it was one little, like, I mean, it wasn't even. We've got Um, it. We've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we've got them and we've got all the menus. my my son is my older son is great about keeping all that stuff and he's got it locked up and everything, because you don't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a history.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there yeah. and there's you guys have a lot of like the old photos and everything around the restaurant it, as well. Not as
1: much as we'd
0: like. Mm-hmm.
1: I I wish that we had more. Like my younger son would like to have, the walls. Covered with those old photographs, mm-hmm. you know, instead of what we do have. But it's very, very difficult.
0: Well, it's just a lot.
1: Well, I mean, there's that, that whole history that we don't have. You know, that there are a couple of boxes of pictures that I have never gone through. So my parents have been both gone, 97, 98. That's when my father died in '97. Mm-hmm. My mother died like a year later, and I haven't gone into those boxes. But I bet we could find some good pictures. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe I'll do that.
0: Maybe that, thats your—that's your new task, I guess. Oh, your new project. God. <laughs> that's just what
1: I wanted. To <laughs> and then order
0: yeah. all the. Then you have to get all the uh, the frames and everything, you know. Right. The whole nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I won't put that on your plate. I don't to, I'll <laughs> let you slide. Thank
1: you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um,
0: so then I guess, yeah, how how has it evolved, like the, the, the food in general?
1: A lot of it has to do with what our availability is, what we can get. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult. We can't get kosher meat anymore. It was very sad for us when we could no longer do that. In fact... We did not start using non-kosher meat until we opened City Center. And that was, it wasn't right away. Mm -hmm. But then we couldn't get the product. Uh, What happened is those Chicago kosher meat companies have gone by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And that all kind of happened
0: in the early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why? Um,
1: Well, Kosher Zion, which was our main supplier, very good product, very tasty. We were dealing with, um, I think I I would call him the son-in-law, and it was very good. And when he passed away, they just didn't pick up the ball in the right way. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that there's nobody alive today that will hear this, <laughs> and it just fell apart.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how it, that that's that's how it goes, kind of, a yeah. lot of times, right? Yep. Um. So then, um, I guess how did you recover from that? Then,
1: oh God, it was. It was, I I remember we lost Kosher Zion and we lost Baldinger at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it was horrendous because we had a scramble to find a bakery. And we couldn't find a bakery that could do that, what they did. So, I don't know. We just, we got through it. Yeah. Because we're still
0: here. You just kind of hammer away.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it took a lot of work and we did. And we did recover from that. We had to st- keep going regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean, we found another kosher company. And then that fell by the wayside. And pretty soon, the only way today that we could get kosher meat is from the East Coast. And we w- we don't have the space to store. We'd have to have like 5,000 yeah. pounds come in. and We don't have a warehouse to store that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we eventually had to let it go.
0: So are you still getting the meats from, like, from Chicago? Because it's still...
1: We, we get Vienna. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah, We get Vienna, and then we also get Dietz & Watson. Uh, it's a less expensive brand. Mm-hmm. People still want Vienna. You know, it's more money, but they don't care because uh, it's a very tasty product. Yeah. Well, but both of those companies supply us, you mm-hmm. know, with pickles also and sauerkraut. And yeah.
0: Yeah. The whole nine. And yeah. then like there's also like the grocery kind of area in Cecil's too, with like I've I've got um I got like frozen pierogies there once, right. which I had literally never seen before in my <laughs> life.
1: So those things come from a company that took all right, so besides Kosher Design, we were dealing with a company called Twin City Poultry. A similar similar thing happened. The owner died. And things kind of fizzled. Yes. They they continued for a long time, but they just, you know, sometimes you've got the one person that keeps everything going. And anyway, um, when they left us, that was also a terrible thing. We were getting all our kosher uh, turkey from them yep. and uh, frozen um, uh, chicken to make chicken soup. So their salesman ended up, I'm not sure. I think he's with a company called a and We still get from a and We get from him. There's another company. So those things, those kosher items, come from out east, but they have to come via this other company. Yeah. And we get other things from them. But we can't get kosher meat. So the option would be if we could bring in through them um, what's it called? It's Out East National. What's it called? Hebrew National. Hebrew National. Uh-huh. Thank you. Hebrew National. Yeah. If we could get that, if we could bring that in, but I don't know. I think we just yeah. decided it's. We also had a slicer that only cut kosher meat.
0: Okay. I didn't even. I. Yeah. Wouldn't even have think thought that you that was a thing.
1: Well, if one kept kosher. They wouldn't want you to cut it on a slicer Mm -hmm. that had non-kosher meat. We also had a separate cheese slicer. We still have a separate cheese slicer. Mm -hmm. We don't cut. That would be a mess to cut them. So (laughs) the peanut gallery is me. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, I know. You wouldn't think of that. No, not at all. Separate knives and everything.
0: yeah. I oh that's crazy. Yeah, right. I guess so. I guess so. Right. Um so you this is obviously a taxing business and you you said four kids? Yeah. So growing up or I guess you know getting older and everything and and running the business with the kids, how did that affect like your personal life, I guess? Like what was that like? <laughs> you know what? My husband had this
1: thing, that he wanted family dinner every other Sunday. And this went on forever, and that was his way of making sure that his family stuck together, Mm -hmm. even if they were working under the same roof and they didn't agree with one another. Once they were at family dinner, there wasn't really, I, I don't think we... Got into business talk too much, no, but yeah. um then that gets and and he did all the cooking for family mm-hmm. dinner. he did all the cooking. he didn't let me do any of it um and then things changed, things mm-hmm. changed in the last uh three or four years and it was too difficult, and he's not cooking anymore, and it was getting to be too much on me because to do the cooking and and the dishes and everything, even though my kids helped, my girls helped, mm-hmm. it it was still um, very difficult. I miss those family dinners. Uh, we still get together as a family. We still have some things, but um, I do miss that because that's... You know, when I can see everybody, even though they all go in different directions.
0: Yeah, right. I'm sure. So I guess, has the family spread out a little bit now, too? Well,
1: uh, it's really only my two sons that are working in the business right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, because it works better that way. So um, it isn't that they've gone away or anything. Actually, all of my children, except my younger daughter, who only lives seven miles away, everybody else lives with the the other three children live within less than eight blocks from mm-hmm. us and the store, because we live <laughs> right there. Yeah, We live right, you know, just 300 feet from the store. Yeah, so, um, and then their children, their children have always, you know, worked in the store, mm-hmm. too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how it goes, right, yep. in, the, in the family. Yep. So I guess you've also seen, the tw- Cecil's and yourself has seen the Twin Cities, this Highland Park area, change tremendously. Yes. What has yeah. that been like, and I guess ha- how has that sort of changed you know throughout?
1: I am not one of these people that live in the past. I want to be able to know now i'm not very computer savvy but i am open to learning anything like you know any of that kind of stuff and one when we opened city center it opened a whole new world to us because of the the things that we had there the way we did business there um and i just went with that and of course Mm -hmm. i was a little bit younger you're like thirty. Years you're spry. Right. You had the uh, right. had
0: the had the mentality to mm-hmm. to go and and work all the time.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. I did get tired of working seven days a week eventually. So I said on Sundays I wasn't going to come in anymore, and that didn't last very long. You
0: know. <laughs> did so? How long did, were you working like seven days a week, or six? Well, you know.
1: Well, okay, from 1980 to 1991. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem long but when you're running two businesses it was a long time. But then I en- ended up saying that okay, I can't stay away on Sunday cuz I, I have to be there. Yeah. So I don't even know it wasn't very
0: long. Yeah. So yeah. I guess now how long has it been since you're kind of more separated from or not not even separated I'm <laughs> sure you wouldn't call it that. Arizona
1: <laughs> Palm Springs separated? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um I'm not really separated. Yeah. Because my husband insists on going in seven days a week. Oh, wow. Yes. But things are different now, and there isn't very much for him to do. Everything's computerized. Mm-hmm. He was one that everything, he would make these graphs from year to year on how much you know, business. He had, you know, he'd see how the business changed and increased mm-hmm. over the years. And he did it. I don't know. See, COVID was oh, it's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. But we actually did really well. We did not let anybody. We never let anybody go. We lost a couple of young people, mm-hmm. but everybody else stayed. The cooks.
0: Oh, in the restaurant. Wow. Yes. Uh huh.
1: Because we needed people to make the food. And pack it and run it out to the mm-hmm. car or deliver it or whatever.
0: Wow! Yeah. And everyone s- stuck around. Yep. That is awesome.
1: Yeah, we were very lucky. Yeah. We knew how to do takeout.
0: Yeah, I it's, guess you. Had, yeah. How long you guys have been doing it?
1: Forever. Yeah. I mean, my mother created the the first trays that we did. We have
0: pictures. Really? Yeah. Well, that had to be like a new thing, kinda. Because people, like, still... Now people yeah. are, like, stopping doing the trays after right. COVID.
1: Uh, well, yes and no. We still deliver trays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they still want the... Well, yeah, tray, yeah, yeah. But... And there is still some curbside.
0: Some curb. Oh, yeah. At, yeah. At, you guys still do some curbside? Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, there's still some people that um insist on doing that. And... It's interesting. During the winter, I saw a lot of people wearing a mask. That is Isn't interesting. That interesting? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame them. Yeah. You know, because they don't know where we're coming from. We don't know where they're coming yeah. from. You know,
0: so... Yeah, it's it better safe than sorry, right? Yeah.
1: But I just love the whole glove thing. Oh, my God. I can imagine my father. <laughs> my father, if my father had to put on gloves to slice meat, he would <laughs> forget it. Yeah. I mean, he was an old timer, uh-huh. you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's just how it was, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm sure you've met so many people over the years, so yes. many interesting people. I have. Do you. Have any any I guess regulars any people that like specific or yeah. stories that stand out?
1: That stand out to me. Well, because I'm not there that much right now. Um, there are a lot of people that I don't see that are still coming in, mm-hmm. uh, and if let's say on a Sunday morning, it's always nice for me to see. Those people, and there are people that have that come in the evening that I would never see. Mm-hmm. Evening is not my thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I have had to work in the evening, but I don't do that anymore. Yeah. It's no, not early. Early to rise, early to bed. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
0: what's really interesting to me is this: um, is that. There's lunch, and then y'all stay open late as well. Like pretty, are uh, not late, no, eight o'clock. but eight o'clock. Yeah. That to me, to me, that's late for a deli. I guess.
1: Listen, I wish we closed the deli at eight o'clock mm-hmm. because there's there is no business after that. And when you've got Luns that's open until I don't mm-hmm. know what are they eleven o'clock, whatever yeah. they are, and Target is open till ten o'clock. I mm-hmm. think. You know, I love that Target.
0: The the little mini ones? Yes.
1: They write <laughs> everything. And I go and get the bananas for the banana cream uh-huh. pie there. It's so convenient for me. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> or I had to run and get milk the other mm-hmm. day because Run out of milk. We yeah. we, were, we had run out of milk. It isn't a big item that we sell, but we keep it on hand for things like the custards we make uh-huh. and for malts. Yeah. You know?
0: Gotta have it. Yeah. That. Oh god, yeah. Y'all yeah. really have it all. I didn't yeah. <laughs> I right. I didn't even think about that. Um Wow. So yeah, one of my granddaughters said to me, Nana,
1: I have to make a shake and I have no milk. I said, I'll take care of it. Yeah, at the run target. To target. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> right. No, that's the best because the restaurant I worked at was right down the street from a grocery right. store, the food line. Right. And <laughs> that was, you know, whenever we needed something. Right. Just go pop on over. It is the way it is. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll ask my final question. Go ahead. Um, now, this question I ask everyone, not related to Cecil's at all. Okay. Could be, I guess. What is your favorite movie?
1: Oh my God, Pretty Woman.
0: Oh, beautiful! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> great movie. You can't. I can. love that. Yeah, it's
1: a fairy tale yeah. story. It's just,
0: it's just awesome. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't, you you never get tired of it.
1: You're right, you don't. (laughs) It's a fun movie. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: And and made her famous as well, pretty much. Turned her into a star. Actually, I think I read something that after that she became the highest paid actress of all time. Wow. I think after that movie. Wow. Yeah. Good so proper. yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you for coming and doing this. I, I really you. do, and and I do want to say how much I love Cecil's just going thank in, you. and it's really cool to like hear like the background of everything.
1: Uh, well, thank it's, you very much for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All righty. Great.